Guys, we're here. We're waiting for Dre DeMatteo. Drinking more, show. more dirty chai. Welcome to the show, chai. guys. Can we read some emails? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, I really want to. Yeah. What's <laughs> that? It's just I'll COVID. It. COVID. So split them. I really would like to read some emails. Can I just say one thing yeah, that I saw recently that's really, uh, it might be a you new thing. You want one I don't need one. I, I think, do you think this could be a new thing, Jamie? So you remember how like, I guess this had to start at some point where girls would put their shirts on and they were like, oh, let me lift my boobs to make cleavage. Because mm-hmm. there was a time where girls weren't doing that and then some girl figured it out and it was like, oh, hot. So this girl on Love Island sat down and she went, oh. And she stood up. She lifted her butt back mm. and then sat back That's down. That's where we're at now. Because she was. She's I don't know if I have enough. Stuff. Yeah, she definitely did. She had enough back there. But she was one of the ones who uh, looks like she's had a lot of stuff done to her. So it might not be her real butt. But I don't know. When you were growing up, mm-hmm. did you get more attention for your butt or your boobs? I had no boobs growing up. Ugh. I've seen Jamie's boobs. Poor Jamie. You've seen them. Yeah, remember? Oh, when they had a Oh, in the picture. Yeah. That's not, With that doesn't my father? count. That doesn't <laughs> count. I think in order to have a, a considered a full on see a boob, it's got to be uh, 95% like of areola out. and then 85% of the under. So there's a percentage there that works you out. You know that? Remember that what? moment with Tara Reid where she had no idea that oh, her boob yeah. was out? After her it surgery? It bothers me. Yeah. It yeah. bothered me so much because I was like, I cannot believe that just the human, de- nobody was like, like somebody let it go a couple of seconds before they ran in. Maybe they didn't see it, but like those photographers, I don't care how much money you can, that's so wrong. See, I, I gotta mm. say there's a little difference where like, if it was like- Me? Yeah, if it was you, like it, it did happen to you. <laughs> yeah, but like, no, if it happened to like somebody who was like the president's wife and you're like, oh out. my God. We're like, I feel like Tara Reed's tits were just out all the time. And, like she was a wild child back then. So it's like, eh, it's a little- you know, there's there's something that I've wanted to bring up on this podcast. I'm just gonna do it. You hooked Fuck up it. with Terry. No, 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 no. So here's what I was thinking. Yeah. If is do you think I wanna be easy the way I say this? Do you think because I think as a guy Let it fly, dude. It can be. It can it can be different. Do you think sexual misconduct, whatever you want to call it, at the workplace is all the same? Because I I'm saying as a what guy, like if I had a job and there was a smoking hot chick who like, the, here's the way I think about it, right? If there's a woman where like she's working at a car part plant and they're making car parts and like she's working to the fucking bone, she hates her life. And then some guy comes by and like smacks her ass. It's like, it makes me want to physically throw up. Like the way I feel about it is like, oh my God, it's so horrible. Is there a a, a scale is there a difference between that and like when you watch the show on Apple about like you know some girl who was like flirting with uh, Matt Lauer and then ended up having sex with him but she didn't really necessarily want to but she just like froze up or is it is all sexual no there's a di- there's a difference the but it doesn't lessen the fact that it's all not good yes. but there are of different course. degrees Agreed. of it Agree. What Harvey Weinstein did is, <sighs> you know, let's just say that's bad. Let's just put that on towards the badder side of this. You know, what- um, He's going to die in prison. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. He's, you know, what's interesting is that um, there was a period of time where we thought he was going to skate. You did? Well, you really was, did? Or, or he was going to get like one of those like 18 month like slap I, on the uh, wrist things. I know. I didn't I didn't know if he was going to get 23 years, but I would. No, I'm I'm, what, that's the like point five. is that he they've really they went all in on yeah, him because it's a landmark to. case. Oh, I mean, the amount of women, though, my gosh. And they still didn't use all of them. No. Anyways, his balls, um, all that description, it was worth it. Uh, you just to go through this whole thing and get yeah. a, such a, a, a vivid description of what. Oh, they his... described his balls. Yeah. Apparently, it's what like he almost like? doesn't have any, and oh. it's almost like they're like deflated little balloons oh, or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 like he's oh, got yeah. some scarring or some something something. Well, on the um, on the thing that I sent you months ago, which you haven't watched, which is the story of Roger Ailes, the girls say that his. Penis, balls, everything looked like chopped meat. Chopped meat? Yeah. 
if you would watch the fucking show. Well, I will. Dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, your Rob's... girlfriend doesn't let you watch TV. I get it, but um, yeah, I'm on a short leash. Uh, <laughs> there, the, I don't get how a penis can look like chopped meat. Me neither. I'm really trying to picture it. Well, I, can well, see I don't it think looking... we've seen a lot of 70 year old, 300 pound. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like. After I'm at 40s, 50s, I should study 60s. boners more. I, I think, yeah, I think there's a lot to learn and what a, a ball dick combo can look like. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, chopped meat would not be one of the things I. Well, in porn, you're meat. not seeing any of like the horrible fucking ones, right? You're seeing all these guys who like went in a room and they were like, yeah, that dick was good. Throw that on camera. They're not like, oh, it's all chopped meat, but he fucks like a rabbit. Do you have a dick that you remember as just being not good? No. That they're gonna say solid. the best. <laughs> no. I wonder if I was ever like a girl's were like they remember like oh that guy was just a lame dick. You know what I mean? I wonder if I was that. I wonder if I was a lame dick to no. anyone. I know no. girl. No girl has ever remembered me as the great one. I'll tell you that. Oh, I like to consider myself right in the middle of the pack. You know what I mean? But That's um, nice. you know what if what if I I hooked up with that one girl who only had the big ones, you know what I mean? Who just by chance, there's gotta be a percentage of women, a small percentage of women that have only had like eight plus inch dudes. Jamie Lynn. And I was her one regular guy. And then she'll always remember me as the lame dick, you know? Mm, it's possible. That's what we call you when you're not around. Lame dick. But it has nothing to do with your penis. That's what you are on my phone as. Yeah, old lame <laughs> dick. Right. All, lame All the stuff I'm there. going through, not even including COVID-19 <laughs> virus, and this is what I this get to walk into. This might make you feel better, okay? Yes. Hello, Jamie Castleman. Rob, I've been enjoying your podcast so much for the last few months. I'm a senior in college studying for the MCAT, and it really helps me break up the day. I didn't know anything about The Sopranos because I'm 22, but I have tried to get into it. I heard about your podcast because I've always loved Cassim. I used to listen yeah. to the Shaytards podcast when the kids go to sleep, and I loved the episode with Cassim on it called Aliens, Porn, and Cassim G. I listened to this episode in, in middle school in a very rough time in my life, and it really helped shape some of my views on religion. Believe it or not, this episode was filmed when we were waiting to see if Obama or Mitt Romney was going to be elected. You all should definitely talk about religion on the podcast. I'm mm. hoping you will have Shay on the podcast because it would be really interesting for him and Rob to talk about their experiences with alcohol together. Mm. I love you guys and I hope to have the show in my life for a long time. Abigail. Well, thanks, Abigail. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think when I did that, I, my friend Shay had a podcast and um, I was a pretty like devout atheist at the time, but I I've really changed in how I perceive uh, perceive religion. I think I still believe in the core um, idea that religion, if you were to take the um, the golden rule aspect of religion, you know, treat people how you would want to be treated. Don't steal. Don't you know the, the core the Ten commandments? Those things are magic. Sure. You know, when it starts getting into um, a lot of the money, guilt. There's a lot of stuff that I don't Sins. agree with, but I do think that it is better to live with a set of guidelines than it is to agree. not. Agree, agree. Well, you, because you could feel, it, it, it grounds you. It grounds you, and I think it's important to have some level of faith in something. I, I don't think you have to believe in a capital G-O-D God. I do think a faith in something else uh, helps, helps. I'm with you. Um, and that, you know, a lot of people consider that like spiritual or whatever. I I don't know, but I, all I know is that at one point I was like, there's nothing when we die, there's nothing. Um, I'm an atheist. I am really fun at parties. And then, uh, and then now it's like the ego it takes to, to know for sure is like not something Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with. I know. Uh, and I think some sort of uncertainty is important in humbling ourselves and, Mm. And yeah, I would say I'm. I have a faith. It's not in a specific religion. I grew up. Um, my, you know, I grew up in the Middle East, so there was a lot of, uh, uh, you know, praying five five times a day. But as soon as my parents moved, they weren't like they didn't continue. I think they were just doing it because they were, were in that environment. That, right. And I wasn't r- raised religious, other than the fact that uh, for the first four years of my life, I lived in. Uh, uh, in the Middle East, mm. um, when we moved to the United States, I did I, I didn't go to church. It wasn't a thing. I was exposed to religion um, by my neighbors and people I went to school with, um, and I was awkward around religion because I didn't really have one, so I didn't feel like I could add anything to any sort of conversation. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I've landed now as a thirty-six year old man. Is like faith is cool. Don't have to necessarily define it, um, and like treat 
treat people, you know, there's some stuff in that Bible that are that's good information. There is. There is. Preach. Whether well, there's the Mormon book, uh, First Testament, Last Testament, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Quran. I mean, there, there's something in all those books that I think that we can take. There she Hi. is! Oh hell yeah! This fucking bitch! Hurry up! Get in! Sit down! I like to gyrate. We're going! We're going right now! We're not stopping, dude. So is that sit down. real tree? You got real tree on? Ginger baby, I love you so much. So Jamie's gonna leave in a little bit, and then you're gonna come in. Yes, yes, you are. Ginger's coming in. Listen, what? How could you? You were here ten minutes ago, and you still. It took you ten minutes to get eighteen feet. What is wrong with you? Look, let her oh sit down. Let her take off. Her no, jacket. I'm not. Okay, you were dealing you with her for the last fucking 48 hours with her coronavirus and this. Listen, here's the way I look he at it. He needs you to explain what kind of level of sickness that you're at and how you're doing. And listen, and we also need right to keep now. it. Here's the way I look Everything at it. Everything she touches, we need to this? over your head. <laughs> you can put little covers on your little ear thingy. Listen. Drea, sometimes you help an old lady with her groceries. Sometimes you help Mary an old lady cross the street. That. And sometimes you help an old lady start a podcast. And that's what we're doing here. Because Drea Look De at Ma this, guys. Drea DeMatteo is starting her own podcast. Yes! Hey, congrats. Uh, you're helping an old lady start a podcast. Dude, like you it. have the coronavirus. What are you... You're, you're, you're done. I don't want to get oh, you guys sick. Oh, stop. That's a good idea, too. Oh, I don't want to get you all sick. Hey, good Hold to on. see you, by the Should way. Should we do that? <laughs> It's like a little condom. Yeah, should we should we all do that? I feel. I mean, oh, you have it on your ears. Yeah, that's what they're for. Yeah, actually. well, you're not. You don't want to put the thing on, huh? You don't want to put headphones. You don't even have to. It's I'm fine. Put one on my tip. Give her the hand. Yeah. Go. Hey, you want a squirt of this? I'm a germaphobe, but I'll take that. I just shit in the woods. Hand sanitizer. Oh, that's my favorite. I have it too. There you go. <gasps> I love some. The best is how Thanks. everyone touches the hand sanitizer, and then no, you're just yeah, it's but then all after dying. it's all yeah. done. It's like you know, I have that problem in the bathroom where you touch the handle to to close it after you wash. Is your, your hands. kid's school closed? We on the way right before leaving here, I got forty phone calls. That's yeah. why I, why I never left the house. I couldn't believe they kept calling in the middle of the day while the kids were in school. That you left me, me a message saying that you were taping up your tits. Yeah, that was that too. Yeah, that's that what, was, and I'm not joking. That's that what she said. That was my later message. Yeah, you said I have to tape up my tits. The real message, as I was re when I realized that we were really late when Ginger and I left the house, I had gotten like 12 phone calls from the school, and then Shooter called me, texted me from on the road, like I, you know, I think I'm coming home. He's yeah. not an alarmist. He would never. He's like, take the kids out of school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. And like, Shooter is your ex-husband, so my people ex, know yeah. what's going and on. He doesn't. He doesn't freak out, and he's a cons you know conspiracy theorist. We, we, the two of us have not bought into any of this coronavirus bullshit yet. But and I think we have to. Now yeah. we have no toilet paper. Oh, God. Wow. I can share some because my husband. This is what he's been <laughs> waiting for, and we have so much. Toilet you have a lot paper. of toilet paper. We have. Enough for the year. Wait, when you say you don't buy house guests, oh, Trey, well, when you, you say need you don't some of my toilet paper, then <laughs> when you say you don't buy into it, does that mean you you haven't like gotten into the panic mode, or yeah. you just flat out don't believe that there's a corona? I haven't gotten into the panic mode. Okay, yeah. I'm a an anxiety attack lunatic, and I've been really trying to cool out on that. And in in doing that, I have become so. Um, sort of, I, nothing affects me now. Yeah. Mm. I'm just yeah. sort of like, mm. wow, man, dude, this is fucking like end of day. <laughs> well, something affected you yesterday that I want you to talk about, which is oh, I did your podcast and you yelled at your producer big time. And I want to hear <gasps> what's it called, by the way? Did we say it? What, made women? Made woman. Made women. women. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You were there for that? Made, you told me about it. Oh, you can't. I, what are you talking about? This is what you do. Let me tell you something right now. You're if you're arguing with that dude by episode two, everyone's gonna know shit. Come, when you sit in a room for three hours talking, you're not gonna be hiding stuff from people. Just fucking talk about it, and that's what's gonna get people to listen. People don't want to hear your fucking pretend life and that you're not really arguing. The interesting shit is that you're arguing with that dude because it's funny. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't like he. So here's the deal. Take her to school, <laughs> Rob. Like me and me and Drea wanted to feel a little hot right now. Me and Drea. Oh, well, hell yeah. You weren't worried about his thoughts <laughs> yesterday, but here's the deal. <laughs> me me and Drea wanted to sit around and talk about old times and stupid shit and this, and he wanted to direct the show, which he should. He's the producer towards more of like a, a format. You know, yeah. In this this scene, what were you guys thinking? And right, this, right, and right. me and her are talking about like. You know, doing fucking coke and you know, or me or whatever, <laughs> just silly shit. So, what happened when I left? 
Um, he, he was uh, just a slightly perturbed that we never stuck to the format and didn't go through scene by scene of the show because it's a rewatch podcast. And, you know, I had I had said early on, you know, maybe when we have guests, it's not necessarily a rewatch because you can't. Well, that's hard. Yeah. yeah. Rely on a guest to talk about scene by scene. These kids haven't even watched the show. Right. And also, it was also 20 something years ago. It's hard it's to also remember. It's like 50 scenes in a fucking episode. Yeah. Um, but you but said if... you wanted to be like not just a rewatch, but like a relive, relate. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's... So there, we're relating to the episodes more than just explaining each scene by scene. I also I... think people are probably a lot more interested in hearing about like your dynamics and your relationship because they can watch the show and, and feel what they feel themselves. Yeah. And, and people you have... give them a lot of insight and the things you say are really wonderful. But it's also like exciting to hear two people that were on the show just conversate. Yeah, and people have analyzed the show to death. It's like, we don't need yes. to keep doing it 10, 15 years later. But, I think... is, but there is something in this whole rewatch yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. It's, it's, I think um, it's great. We don't have Pellegrinos at, at our podcast. Oh, that's the thing. Right. We threw the producer away who de- bosses us around, got Pellegrino. Lemon and lemon zest. This get Bryce. Really you should get good. Bryce. He's fucking awesome. Tangerine. Ooh, you got cherry pomegranate. Like cherry I know. Do you want a cherry? It's oh, really we have good. choice. See, I think this is why the producer gets mad at you because we're trying to talk about something and you're looking off at butterflies and cherry this pomegranate. This is me, man. <laughs> and this I love it. This is me. I love you so much. Another fucking planet. So much. I had such a good time with you yesterday. We spoke for like three too. hours. Mm. That was long. I felt bad. After. No, no, so you like, shouldn't feel bad. Shit. Besides the fact that you might have coronavirus because you are actually sick, that is bad. But you don't but... get a stuffy nose from corona. You do. You actually get a stuffy nose to the point where it, what the, oh, thank you. Bryce. I thought it's a sore throat first. The stuffy nose, they say, is like you can't, it's so stuffed up that you feel like you're, you're drowning. drowning. But you, you said your kids are sick and kids don't get corona. So you, it's not corona. I caught it from them. Yeah. So it's not corona. They can carry it. They can carry yeah, but they it, don't, but don't show don't symptoms. They don't show symptoms. No. Apparently not. Yeah, just let me know if I should be freaking out or not. We I have the know. flu. No, if I did it. The flu. Okay. If I did Classic. it. Classic. Yeah. I went to her. I was in a room with her for three hours yesterday. So so what what happened when I left? Right, come on. So you did you yell at him? You said you yelled at him. So come on. No, he was, he was saddened about the fact that we did not stick to any... Um, any of structure. the structure of the show. Producer's but we, did, life, we spoke about right? some scenes and... We, t- we talked about that stuff. We talked about an hour and a half of fun shit. And then we went and talked about, we went through the scenes and what was going on here. Yeah, and then we did well, that. I thought we, look, I was really happy. So at the end of the show, when he was just sort of like, well, you know, I was like, oh, fuck, man. I I got, I think I, I just got reactive instead of being cool about it. I was just like, excuse me. Um, I thought that was a really great show. Yeah. Thought, yeah, and I'm sick as fuck. I can't believe I'm doing anything right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're, you know, he's feel they're feeling pressured because they want to yeah, put it say, out. He feels like he had the energy of just like, oh, because you were with him too. Yeah, I think yeah. he he's excited and he wants it to be great, and he has like he feels like there's pressure. You can definitely, feel yeah. That. Well, because he's got other people that he's that that he's dealing with, right? Um, that really want this to be a rewatch. And I don't know anything about podcasts. Rewatch a fungal mama that I don't know what <laughs> rewatch is. So wait, you talk about how was your guys' episode that you did together? Great. I mean, I I I sh- I clammed up. First of all, I was medicated beyond belief and I couldn't You I were could, wonderful. I was a Chris I let Chris You're handle, so hard on yourself. I let Chris handle yeah, that Chris, whole day. Chris kinda Chris kinda led the show. But we, we talked about we talked a lot about we covered the college episode. Um, so we did. We talked a lot about this gym uh, and everything that I learned on that show. Like that booze. episode um, doesn't taste good. Tastes like alcohol, mm-hmm. like a white glove. Oh. Uh, Go for it, Cass. But then we got like deep. Baby. <laughs> oh, we got deep about just like life and reflective and like post things and. Right? Yeah, you both yeah. said the same thing to me about it, which was tears were shed. Oh, really? You yeah. You both said that same thing yeah. when, you, when you talked about the episode. Yeah, but that's like a given with me. Me too. I love crying. What, what were you crying about? You love about? crying. You said love crying. You do? I fucking hate crying. You've done love it a couple it. times but on this pod. Have I ever cried here? It was on the early ones when we were like getting real heavy, the first two. I cried. At, Dr. Drew made me cry and I didn't want to oh, cry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he on your show? Yes, yeah. and I didn't want to cry and he was trying to make me cry. He was trying to break me. Yeah, I didn't let him, but I did. I did tear up because I, I felt Rob's little hand like come here. Oh, not your little no, hand. But I your it's no, he has tiny it. hands. Let's say it. Show him. 
<laughs> That's okay, little... James. This is actually a 16 ounce bottle of water. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with all your fancy bottles of water that you have all the time? Rob likes to hydrate. He's I'm a big, in, I'm a big, big into water. water. You know what it is? I kind of put all the money I used to spend on alcohol into drinking fancy water now. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I want to. Like yeah, it's kind of a thing. But this, by the way, it's Poland Spring. No, guys. I know. So it's but the bottle's really chic, man. Yeah, well, this is what Amazon delivers in time of crisis. He, he matches his bottles to his clothing. Yeah. Oh. So what did you guys What did you guys cry about? I want to know what you cried about. I'm not touching this microphone. Um, I think the thing that got me the most was when you said, um, I'm not going to be able to totally... Um, Reiterate it. Yeah, but it was about how you felt as though hanging on to having MS would well it was almost just like it's like a realization i had had that i felt like if you're gonna live with the idea that like we manifest trauma and hold on to it in our bodies and it and it comes out physically in certain things like part of my reason of like holding on to it is because it felt like it would always ensure me that people would love me because mm. nobody would really ever feel threatened by me. Nobody would ever not like me because I had this. So it was like this, huh. it was like that kind of <sighs> light bulb that had gone off for me of being like, oh, I don't I don't need that. I don't, I, I used to really feel like I needed that for that because I felt very unsafe growing up and didn't trust that love was available to me. So having the MS was like my insurance like, That's a great card. breakthrough. All for free yeah. on your podcast. Yeah. Amazing. No, but it <laughs> yeah. felt, it's like it, it becomes part of your identity too. For sure. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so many people do need shit like that because they're so unloved. And I feel like you so don't. You know what I mean? Like I feel like so many people do love you and can, and you just you have that. Like, I, you know, obviously going through life 35 years, you spend a lot of time with a lot of people. And mm-hmm. you're one of those people where it's like I never – Met anyone who was like, oh, that fucking Jamie, you know, like I don't well, like everybody. I'm sure this. Drea, I was like that a few yeah. times. I was like, For sure. Jamie's yeah. here now. <laughs> but the, in in 22, 23, it, now it's like twenty three years. It's like, man, I don't have anything bad. Just, if somebody had a gun to my head, he just doesn't like that I had a gender reveal party. Yeah, yeah, that's a horrible. Gender but that's, reveal party. Ugh, she had like, is it a boy well, or we a girl? Fine. Let's yeah, have all of my friends come baby. over because yeah. you know. Are you talking about the babies? I was like, is this some other weird shit? That- no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really a woman. <laughs> no. Wow, Jamie, you got a big dick. <laughs> if I had one, it would be. Oh, he's sanitizing. Uh, he's guy's getting worried. Did I spit or something? Even, even Jamie has a bigger dick than us. <laughs> Damn it, Jamie. Um. So okay. So. What what are sort of things that you have come up against in this podcast that like why'd you do the podcast first of all mm. why'd you do it everyone's got one why why you okay um, I I remember I was coming here to do your first podcast one of our you best were our first guests was yeah she our first guest first guest yeah. yeah, the best oh, first best guest nice you guys were our were our first guests oh. oh we had a therapist first yeah I underscore 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 yes 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 underscore. you walked in on my on <laughs> me trying to to promote his his Instagram page that was tough um why did we do this okay well my my partner and I Chris Kushner we were starting a brand originally we were starting an alcohol brand <laughs> and that, you, you don't drink right no, I do. You still do? I mean, I don't really anymore. If I drink, I'll drink the drink that she makes. But um, she got me to drink again, sort of. Good friend. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily sober. I just don't care about drinking. What does she have, like a bathtub full of moonshine in her house? Yeah, you know. She That's a, makes it sounds like one of your friends. Awesome <laughs> drink. It used to be. Yeah. But um, so we started working on this brand and we were doing all this stuff for it. And then we sort of fizzled out, burnt out on it. And I was going to do a bunch of different podcasts, and she's my my best buddy that I hang out with. So she was just like, why don't we do a podcast? And I was like, about what? And she was like, you know, we'll just talk about our own bullshit and life and whatever. And um, we came up with an idea that we really just wanted to deal with um, with people that have, that have either failed royally in their lives or something awful had happened or just whatever. whatever That's why you had me and of- Jamie? <laughs> Well, that, that's a Sopranos yes. rewatch. But anything that kind of broke someone down and how they how they came back from it, that was the premise of our show. Mm-hmm. And we went to this uh, – somebody came to us, and then we sort of went back and forth in this whole thing. And they said, we want to do a podcast with you guys, but we want to do a Sopranos rewatch first. So 
it was really like, let's just get this done and then we can move on to the things that we really want to do. But if you think about... Kind of like you're doing both. Well, it's well, sort of because when I said yes to doing the rewatch, even though I was really tentative about it, I'm more tentative about it now that I'm actually in it, and I have and I realize how much work it is because Mm -hmm. it's a huge responsibility to to a show like The Sopranos to make sure you get a fucking rewatch right and you're doing it justice because the show was so much was not you can't just go scene by scene and talk about it like it's yeah. So in this scene, you know, Carmela does this and. There's so much underneath everything. But um, as far as what we had originally intended to do, the show, this particular rewatch is the perfect place to sort of blend those things because the show deals with so much psychoanalysis and all these different sort of personality disorders, not disorders, but everybody has their thing. You know, like Adriana was this major codependent, God knows. I mean, I, I never realized how much I was like my character until now. I mean, looking at the at the show and in, in the rearview mirror and seeing all those sort of issues that were on the show. That's why I kept saying to you guys, go back and watch it. You guys will freak out because of we should. how evolved Tony Soprano was. You guys should watch it together. I want we should at my house. I'll make you a nice mozzarella antipasto. Depending on how when long this fucking better. coronavirus lockdown is, we might get to the Come point to where to my house. I have the toilet paper. We might get to the point where there's nothing left to watch, and we I'm have. Not a TP it. already. <laughs> Here, give him some. I didn't wipe my ass this morning. There's you, a bidet you didn't? in there. There's Is that a, what took you so long? There's a bidet in there with a neon light in it. Listen, if this was yeah. 15 years ago, I would have wiped your ass for you, babe. Oh, but baby. now, God, that 50-year-old well, ass. Now that I'm old, oh, I need to have my ass wiped more because... Well, you should have let me in back then. If we you did up talk a Patreon. about flossing our buttholes with our <laughs> with long our hair, long hair, it's the best feeling. We did ever. talk about that. Wait, what? When you're in the shower? There's a fetish you, for that. You know, when you're washing your hair, it like falls down your back into your butt, so it's like part uh, of your mm. thing. Yeah. And when you, it ends up kind of flossing. You know your what it's butt. like for us? Well, I know what you, I know exactly. Okay, wait, 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 I, I, I write it down? Okay, okay you write it down. Look the other way. Look the other way. The hair stuck in the dick hole. Well, our version of that. Yeah, my boyfriend mentioned it to me yesterday when I told him that we were talking about the hair and the asshole. He goes, oh, I've had that in my dick before. Ah! Go ahead, Cass. Okay. I think it's when you're in the shower and you blow your nose and you get snot in your pubes. That's what you wrote. That's a good one. That's not (laughs) what Rob wrote at all. No, that's exactly what I wrote. No, I didn't write that. What did you write? When when a girl's about to blow you and you feel her hair like all on your legs and like all, that's that's nice. Have you ever had a blumpkin? No, oh. come on. Who, what do I look like? What's a, fucking, a blumpkin? A blumpkin is when you get a... Go ahead. You tell him. No, you do it. No. You where you get, where where you get a blumpkin. Hold on. I want to see it come out of your it's mouth. It's close. If you're going to fucking... Can we fucking, get a close-up just, on Jamie's face? Just came around. Go ahead. Tell her. It's where as a man. No, 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 no. Let her oh, tell. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Tell her what it is. When a man is sitting on the toilet taking a shit and he's getting his dick sucked... People do that? It's beautiful. Well, that She brought oh, it up. My headphones... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Jamie's the, head just spun around like the, the Gene exorcist. Simmons. Isn't that a Gene Simmons thing? Why do I? Why do I? That na- Why does Gene Simmons' name? Oh, I don't know. No. Did yeah. you blow him while he was on a toilet in a, in a camper somewhere on a tour bus? It what? seems like a rock like, star what? move for what sure. What does like? Are you at a race for time that you're like? We only have time to blow you, and sh- we have five minutes. Yeah, yeah I gotta take a the shit. Coro- the the coronavirus is around. Is around the corner. I got a shit <laughs> and come. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Wait, I'm being, I literally, this is the last time I'm leaving my house. I'm being told to go be quarantined. Who told you? My doctor, because someone in my kid's school community has it. And they're, my husband's racing home from work right now to pick up. Are you kidding? No. You're risking your life to do this. For, yeah. You hear that, guys? I'm so worried just to get you sick, period. With the two little babies at home. And by the way, I never get sick. Like, when, always people are sick around like that. I never get it. Well, your immune system is so insane because those kids are always sick. Your kids are always sick. Yeah. Are you more likely to get corona if you are sick or if you less have likely? an immune, if you have respiratory issues or you're immunosuppressant, and I are you immunosuppressed though? A I, little bit? I take immunosuppressant medication. That's what worried me. So that's what I take so but you were so worried that you locked her in a room with you for two hours i wanted to cancel the whole fucking thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> i really did. worried i wanted to cancel such a big me. heart you i had, told her it was Dre. worth it it was well no of course yeah 
Lord, I was eh? really sick the day she was there. You were, like, you were not psycho well. sick, like fever, everything. I know. Really? Were you worried at all, Jamie? Were you like, oh my god, I'm no, gonna get I don't corona wor- for this I don't bitch? Worry like that. I literally didn't speak. I stayed in the corner and didn't and didn't talk. Yeah, we were I just far cried. Away from I was god, like that this. makes you even hotter. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to that whole sexual thing between you guys. Uh, no, you know what I realized yesterday doing your podcast. <laughs> no? Well, no, I mean it's always there. She can't it's fucking turn there. it off. <laughs> we don't have to address it. Uh, yeah. Is this when I should leave? Because I do have to leave. Do you have to leave right I now? I have to leave. You know who's coming in? No, I gotta move my car. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. As you're we're leaving pausing. and then coming in. We, no, we're not gonna pause. We're just gonna let it go. Oh, no, we could, we could, you know, you're just gonna leave, right? No, what you should do is just like snap it and then just see Ginger in here. Okay, producer. Damn. Hi, guys. So, you know what's weird? You know what I realized yesterday about myself, which I'm sure I knew on a certain level but yesterday drive in the car worrying about you getting me sick and this took up my whole ride which was like i actually think i feel more i do feel more loved being made fun of and like joking around with a friend than when i do when they're like actually showing me love and like because you, you, it was obviously a two and a half hour podcast and you tried to say very nice things about me and be like, you're so good. And, and during that, I'm like, made uh, you feel like weird. we're yeah, the same like, person. Yeah, you and I, I just don't want to hear. But then when you're like, you little fucking shit. And this, I'm like, oh, we love each other yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah. Like I feel that's how I feel. And it's it's been since I was, you know, seven, eight years old with my friends, everybody. It's like, oh, my best friends were the ones who like, whereas like we just sat around making fun of each other. Yeah, or, no, I, 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 I totally identify with that. I'm the same way. It's yeah. easier. It's way easier to just make fun and and even talk about my own problems that are serious ones it, with a real. I mean, you got to have levity anyway. But but to be able, I don't know. I, I thought about yesterday too. I was like, well, we talked about all of our addictions and stuff, but we never talked about why we were addicted to anything and what the real issues were underneath yeah. any of that shit. We we just talked about the fluff of it all, mm-hmm. right? You know. And how to how we fix try to fix ourselves or try every yeah. day to to fix ourselves. We didn't talk about you know yeah the, typically the real, the real reason started, why we were fucked up and yeah. why we needed to go well, hide. Well, the reason or, we don't the, really talk about that is because it there's other people involved in those stories that we don't want to talk about them. I fucking talk about any anything. At All right, let's go. Why are you a fucking mess? Well, let's see. Let's I have, have to reparent myself. You see. Let's uh, have it. Do, I don't wait, do it. I don't want to do it. Let, you hate when people say like. You're so good, and I love you. That you won an Emmy. <laughs> that must have been the craziest. Yeah, like, but it was you know, it's, yeah. Where do you keep it? Yeah, I used to keep it in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah really, <laughs> right on top of the toilet. Yeah, okay, in case again, in case you're ever constipated, you can stick one of those wings shit. up there. Right? Yes, exactly. If Wait, I, if I was still on opioids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. When you don't shit for three yeah. weeks. So wait, when you when you hate. People recognizing you for doing good thing, compliments and this, and then you find out you're nominated for an Emmy. How how is the process? Go- like, were you freaking out about like how did you feel when you got the phone call? Like, you're nominated for an Emmy. Did you get? Did you were you suspicious before you might be? I heard that there was a possibility. I never really thought about stuff like that. Um, I I was I wanted it was nice to be nominated and it was nice to be a part of all that. As you could see by my speech, if you were, we were all there, right? Yeah, but I don't remember what you said. I don't remember. I was um, blacked out. I, I was blacked out. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know what I said. I did not want to be there. I just w- would have rather someone else just go there and take the the award. And pe- that that whole thing just does not, it's part of the reason why I probably don't even act as much as I should have in, in the past, God knows how many years. I just don't know how to be a part of that world. Yeah, I think um, we all struggled with to that. To go talk on a stage, yeah. to say thank you. And um, I'd rather just thank everybody individually in private. I don't need it to be a public statement. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to be on stage. It's for- the business side of show business that, you know. Very lo- nervous. I mean, if you're not good at it, yeah, can, I mean, the people that are superstars in the world, they're like, are s- who give great speeches or, or are okay actors, but some people are just really good at playing the business side of show business yeah. and go really far. I like, I mean, as a person who appreciates great acting, I like that. It's like my, why I like Daniel Day-Lewis so much is because he does his thing, he leaves it all there, and then he goes and retreats. He goes back to fucking Ireland or wherever and right. just, you know, cobbles. And makes or like, shoes. Yeah, yeah, and he'll just, and it's like, that's the ultimate, like, you know, that guy's a true artist, you know? It's like, the people that go up and you always see them at award shows and they give a great speech every time and they're they're doing the circuit of all the interviews, I always get a little like, mm, yeah, it's like, 
you're playing the game, you know. And I like. I li- some people are just good speakers. Some people I can't are good, speak, man. And and it doesn't mean they're not a great actor or performer. I just like the guys who have a little more mystique, you know. Mm. That go away. You know, Brad Pitt was that way a little bit up until recently. Did me. you like uh, Joaquin Phoenix's speech and all the stuff he? Did? Yeah, it made me itch. But yeah, I do. I actually do like. I like what he used his platform for, and. Um, you know, I a lot of people were like, "Yeah, hey, what a weirdo!" But I, I I think the dude uh, gets to do whatever he wants with that time up there. Yeah, and, why not? And everybody and, should yeah, be able and to what say the fuck whatever did you they say? want to say. What did you well, say when you were up there? A whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I said nothing. I I made a fool of myself. I'm pretty sure. Was it surprising to you, like when you when they called you up? Did you expect it? Part of you were like expecting it, or was it more like you didn't know? Because I don't never know what, and I'll never know what it's like. But the people sitting there, most of the time, I feel like, yeah, you probably know you're gonna win that award. No, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. I don't really remember back that far, but you know, it's like seventy years ago. But um, the I don't know what was first: the Emmys, the SAG Awards, the Golden Globes. Had it? What is the the? Because I was nominated for all of them, and. Maybe by the Emmy I would have known, but if the Emmy was first, then I wouldn't have known. I don't. Yeah, because it's know. kind of a tell when you get that first one. I don't know. But I didn't get any of the other awards, so. My but, friends made fun of me when we won because we won the SAG award and everybody gets a SAG award, and I was like fourteen, you know. And my friends came over and they're like, "What's that?" And I was like, "Oh, that's a SAG award." So all my friends started to think that I won an award for having saggy nuts, and they called me Soggy Na for like. Five years, like that's every fucking ridiculous. Yeah, soggy nah. No, they, it was just because at first it was like, oh, what's up, saggy nuts, and then it was like, oh, what's up, sag, and then it was like, oh, soggy nah, and then it just became like a a, a comfortable, nah. and it was like, oh, soggy nah. I get it. I see. I, I see. Yeah. I don't like that Cute. one. So you're coming home. You're coming home with the award, thinking everybody's gonna be so uh, happy for you, and then they shit all over your. So you have one of those. We have a few of them. What I have it? my my. I gave one to my uncle. I think my mom has one. Nice. Yeah, I would have given one to Cassim, but yeah, I you don't have any. He liked he liked this stuff. So, so you have a little bit of mystique. One. I like that. A little bit of mystique. Yeah, when it comes to that sort of stuff. What do you mean? Yeah, you don't care about the award. Oh, I mean, so what much. am I going to do with it? I never yeah. cared about mine either, and then I realized maybe I should. You should a little bit. Uh, Emmy's a big. I, big ca- I said I was going to throw it off a of Laurel Canyon a million times because I felt like after I won that award, that things were just. Things got progressively more and more difficult in the acting world. Mm. What do you mean? Well, what happened? I feel like that might happen. I I don't know why, but I feel like all the actresses that win, when they talk like this on a roll, they usually have a little bit of a hard time afterwards. Yeah. You're talking about being typecast. All right. Ginger's coming on now. Come on, Ginge. Ginger's going to sit right here. Get Get in in there, Ginge. She's shy. Just so everybody knows, this is one of my favorite people on the entire planet. And I'm going to let her. Endorsement. That's a great endorsement. I'm going to let her explain. Not me. I don't like her. <laughs> I'm going to let her explain her job uh, to you guys. What she did. Hi, what was? What Hi, were you? Hi, Ginge. Right now. Oh, I love Ginge so much. Are you? You can put those headphones on if you want. Really? Don't put the Jamie's, headphones on. Jamie's germs yeah, are on. Don't, don't worry. Even, Nobody watches this. You so don't you want don't, them. Uh, you don't have to worry. Jen, you yes. nervous right now? I'm well, just going to interview her. It's you and me, right? We're yeah. Fucking attack. A little her. bit. But wait, no, explain, yes. explain to everybody what you did. On The Sopranos? Yeah, yeah. I was a PA. I was a first team PA. Which so are people out there who don't know? Responsible for all the, of the cast. Get the microphone closer. We were very poorly I was, behaved. I was responsible for, from when you guys arrived, making sure you got to hair and makeup, if you wanted something to eat. A Sausage salami sandwich. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're responsible for getting Aida's chicken salad. That's right. Mommy's chicken salad. <laughs> <laughs> we said that exact thing on here so people yeah. know we had yes. Aida on here and yeah. she said that exact Mommy's thing. Mommy's chicken salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mommy needs her chicken oh. salad. You are, you were, you know. I took care of you guys. You were the best at it of anybody I've oh, ever seen. Well, and you're, you. and like, I think what happens is with a position like that is like people struggle. Is it like, Am I going to be your friend or am I going to be like a work person? Because there's going to be times where I have to say, and you were so good at like doing both. Finding the balance. Seamless. And also yeah. in our show, the way it was, people gravitated towards a certain group and this, and somehow you fit in with every single fucking person, every crew. Like, I feel like. It's still like, like that for her. Jim loved you. Drea, me, Jamie. It's like everybody who, uh, who dealt with you was like, yeah, she's the best. Like how, f- that's so rare. You guys must I have been scared I when I stole her from the show. 
Here, wear the headphones so you could know because you're not, you're not, you're not, you gotta talk into the mic. Oh, okay. So, I, and then I gotta hear myself. No, it's good. No, I don't like um, it. What yeah. about? I don't like it. The fact that she only came in on season four. You that right. can't be true. That That's true. Fucking you showed true. up on season four. Yeah, and no one ever believes that. Like whenever and, I talk to you guys, like she and I were talking about it the other day. I I I was floored, and then I stole her for a year because after right. I died, I I came out here. With she her. came out with me. Well, I I Julie. asked her if she would leave. Push the, the mic over. Push the mic over a little. Still like, not close enough. Push the arm over so that it's this I, way. I like your setup. When you fucking yeah. mine. Yeah, you do. Because when, when you turn that when you turn that way and talk to Dre, they're gonna <laughs> say we can't hear her. You guys have more cameras than we do at our fancy production. I think yeah. you might have better mics than we do. At well, our we're fancy six months production. in. You haven't released a single episode. Yeah, they're so. saving money on the rent. Yeah, yeah. You're in a building. We're in a garage. We have no lights. Yeah, this cup is here to actually catch rainwater. <laughs> this is there's not a coffee in there. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, you were you brought happiness to everybody. Oh, well, thank you. I really I loved it. I mean, you know, twenty uh, something years later, we're all family. It's yeah. Like, Why still. do you get along? How do you get along so well with people? Do you come from a big family? What? What? Yeah, yeah I come from a really happened? big Puerto Rican she has family. A lot of cousins. In New York. So you're just used to cousins. dealing with personalities and like where to, you know, how to immerse yourself in like a already working sort of environment. Yeah, I mean, I I think a lot of it had to do with that I'm just like, what you see is what you get. No yeah. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I feel like in this industry, there's so much bullshit. Job? No, I, yeah. I have been doing it for a little bit. Okay. But I think people just appreciate the honesty, right? Yeah. And just being straight up. So she's what, real, she's what, twat. What makes, <laughs> what makes a good PA a, a great PA? Um, I mean... I would say an anticipating and communicating mm -hmm. are two of the of the bigger things, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You get a director or an assistant director that's like, hey, you know, I need you to deliver some uncomfortable news or like go get that person and that. Yeah. You know, well, like, I mean, do do? I mean, I'm an assistant director now. Yeah. Okay. So generally that's not that's for us to do. Not right. a not a PA. Mm -hmm. um, By the way, Ginger, this is Cassim. <laughs> so that's Did Ginger. I see you last time? No, I wasn't no. here. Heidi drove, came oh, with me. She yeah. drove me here. Yeah. So how did you, so you were out. working on the show and then she stole you to, to come. go be her assistant and work and live out here with her. When yeah. you were doing what she, show? I, I don't drive. Neither Joey. is Robert. None Joey. of us drive. And I asked Ginger to come out here with me so that she could drive and live yeah. with me because I was going to be living and, in And I didn't California. have a license at that point. Yeah. Chicken, <laughs> right. chicken calls me, the production coordinator on The Sopranos, and he goes, you know that Ginger doesn't drive and doesn't have a license. And I was like, no, uh, no, I like, had told you that that I didn't have it yet. No, he told me. No, he told you after I failed the test the second time. Oh, well, whatever that <laughs> was. And that's why we love Ginge. <laughs> oh my god! And then my ex shooter, she got to L.A. and he took you around yeah. driving, like yeah. to get <sighs> just kind of get used to it. I don't know how we went. And for McBoobs, it. McBoobs helped me a lot, Heather. Well, you didn't know her yet. McBoobs, um, Matt LeBlanc's assistant. Yeah, I must meet McBoobs. So <laughs> Matt, Matt LeBlanc was on Friends. He, when Friends ended, he went and started a show called Joey, and that's you I got hired it. to play his sister or girlfriend. His sister, sister. and I yeah. and asked Ginger to come with me. Yeah, because like they wanted me to drive in L.A. You have to drive to set. Right. You I was like, yourself. I'm used to getting picked up to go to work in New York. They pick you up at your door and they yeah. take you home. Yeah. Which is crazy because it's so much easier to get around in, in New York. York. <laughs> yeah. Right. But in New York, part. they really take care of you. Here, they're like, yeah, you get yourself to set. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, they actually don't do that in New York because they didn't do that. They didn't do that on Sopranos until season. Remember, I was taking the train to work every day at Silver Cup. Or were you? Was that season four? four? <laughs> I don't know what season. No, four, you were getting I, picked up when I was there. Yeah, Everybody I was getting just picked started up getting when I was picked there. up because so what they would tell us to meet a van on Forty Third Street and Ninth oh, Avenue. That shit. And oh, I, I would, remember hearing about that. Yeah, I so wasn't I would have to go that. meet the van when we would film anywhere else. And then Silver Cup, they were like, "Oh, we'll have a." I think they would have a van there, but they were. We just like decided taking the train is easier. easier. So there would be times. There would be times where I'd be like. 10 minutes late to work and somebody would be like, oh, you're 10 minutes late. And I'd be like, yeah, because I was talking to people on the train about Sopranos because they wouldn't. It was like the biggest. <laughs> you were still taking the train to work once the show was I think it, was, it had to be season that's fucked up. Three when Two I started or three. getting picked no. up, maybe. Yeah, well, because it, we didn't make a fuss about it because it was New York City. Like, right. it's, it's super easy to take a train. Right. To, to but you work. were a kid. You were taking the train by yourself at that point. No. So I had uh, my uncle's wife 
would take with me. your guardian your yeah set my guardian. guardian you'd have to have a guardian on right. set but then i think as a kid you're only allowed to work like eight hours and my family signed something saying like you could keep them for as long as you need them. <laughs> <laughs> please take them take, please take yeah. them they wanted to sign something saying i could only be home for eight hours a day <laughs> that's <laughs> amazing when, please and you keep them when you i was telling her when we did her podcast yesterday uh so when you had your first kid bama do you remember when i came over to meet bama yeah and she had percocets like painkillers and i was like <laughs> I was like, come on, just let me get some of those. And you're do you like, remember this? I don't remember this. You're yeah. like, you're like, look at my beautiful baby. baby. This is such a great moment. I'm like, how do you have a refill? I'm like, how many of those? And you were like, you are a fucking asshole. And I'm I like, don't just remember. I'm like, just turn your head around. And I'm like yeah. going over don't look. cracking the Did bottom. Did you get any? Oh yeah. I was thinking you you weren't happy, but I did acknowledge the child when I <laughs> did first I know walked that in. I did acknowledge the child. Yeah. Did I know that you took them? Yeah, you you know I don't want to put anybody on blast. I might have been underage. How, no, how old is Bama? No, no you were you were of age then. Yeah, yeah. There's an age for Percocet giving people Percocets. No, how old are you now? <laughs> I'm 35. Yeah, Bama's 12. I wouldn't. 12. Have liked okay, so I was that. 23. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have liked that story. That's probably why it's not in my mind anymore. Right. right. You pushed it. Well, you were also like breastfeeding. And, I was probably you know, high. Yeah, yeah. If I, I was eating the Percocets, but no, at that point no, I wasn't you taking them. It was before you were in so much pain. When I was in New York, I was taking them. So that was. I think there was like some sort of like party that we went. Remember, remember what time? Did we go to a party like in your. I don't know. Like we went to a party like downstairs somewhere and we were drinking and hanging out. And then like after we went up to her place. Do you remember that? At that time? At that Bama, time? I don't baby? know. I just remember like that's just a thing I'm thinking of right now. Can or you, was it we had or was it the premiere? Did we years have, ago? Wasn't the the premiere of the last season was downtown somewhere and you came and you had just had Bama. The premiere of the last no, season. No, that wasn't it. What, so can In you tell LA? people No, no, no. Can you no, tell I, people what happened to your So you lived you, where? Wait, were you talking about my LA apartment? No, no, no. LA? I was talking no, about New York. New York. Oh, so I was probably still eating them. Remember, I told you what happened. I was like, that was it after I watched that su super bad and the. And I was like, sure. <laughs> well, say, I want to watch super bad. And he's like, we just watched it. I was like, okay. <laughs> but then you <laughs> looked down and you were holding your baby, yeah, right? You were like, like, oh, shit. Oh, I'm going to stop taking those pills. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I remember how I couldn't move. No, I know. So that was intense. Yeah. So can you tell people where you lived in New York City and what happened? Oh, yeah. Um, one twenty three Second Avenue was the one of the buildings, the first building to go down in the Second Avenue explosion. <laughs> that was my house. Yeah. So tell people what Second Avenue explosion was. The Second Avenue explosion was some creepy landlord thinking that she could combine the gas lines for two built two of her buildings. Mm -hmm. So there was three buildings on the corner of Seventh Street and Second Avenue, right next to St. Mark's, famous St. Mark's, and. Um, she was combining the gas lines. She had her son do it and a couple of contractors. They did. Con Edison came by and said, you can't introduce gas to these pipes. And then they did. And the sidewalk exploded. Jesus. Two boys died. And yeah. before you knew it, all three buildings fell, fell down. Yeah, huge fire. She called me in L.A. Yeah, she was in L.A. And I was on set. And one of my friends texted me and said, I think Dre's apartment is on fire in New York. Is she there? And I'm like, No. So then I started texting, texting, and calling you. And you then go, she finally you go, picked dude, up. dude, turn on the news. And <laughs> your apartment's on fire. I was like, right, because that'll make LA news. Yeah. She's like, it's big news. Yeah. Turn on the fucking television. Yeah, it was crazy. And if you were there at the time, you'd all be dead, right? No, because everybody did get out of those buildings. So how did two boys die? They were in the restaurant in the rest downstairs. Yeah. So one boy was the bus boy who had just come to America to change his life or to mm. have a, the American fucking dream. Right. While these fucking slumlords are combining gas lines for their American dream. And um, the other boy was on a date with a girl and she was waiting outside for him and he had gone into to pay or something. Like, I don't know why he went back into the restaurant mm -hmm. and the restaurant exploded. Yeah. See, that's why men and women have to be equal because they both would have went in to split it and then she. <laughs> You're an asshole. It's just not fair. It's always the guy. You know, how do guys have to fucking take it on the chin all the time? What happened to those Crazy. the landlords? Okay, well, right before the first trial, the son turns up dead. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Yeah, really strange. Um, and now she's in jail. There was a huge, it, it just recently happened. It was all over the papers. Um, the papers, because I'm in 70. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the papers. It was in the fucking papers. Not in the funnies. <laughs> <laughs> this was in the saddies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, though, it was in the news just now that yeah. she went to jail. 
Yeah. Really? So she's in prison. What, she just went to prison? Yeah. When the did the trial was explosion going on a long happen? time? It's right before we started Shades of Blue. When was that? The second season. No, it was oh, no, the first, first season. season. Because I had just taken so a New was, York job. Yes. So and then I was, couldn't go home. I was like, I don't want to take this job now. Now I have to really get a place wow. in Manhattan. And just 15? now she went to prison. 15? I think it was 2015. I, I still have a lawsuit going with yeah. him. Really? What's the theory behind the son dying? Like, is there? Is I there... think I could be totally wrong about this. Allegedly, but... we say. Yeah, yeah. Allegedly, right. it's maybe not I would say that it seemed like there was an addiction, a battle with addiction. Oh, it had and nothing to do with like a cover up or like a. I think no, that I'm sure this pushed him over the edge. Guilt I would imagine over yeah. what happened. Yeah. Sure, oh, poor guy. Um, yeah, if and that's then what happened. Maybe there was some bullshit involved. Yeah. Who knows? Right. I mean, if you, what kind of mother this was? Was she Livia Soprano? Who knows? Yeah. Was so she you, Gemma Teller? You spend so much time with her. So I want to ask you, <laughs> if there was a reality show mm -hmm. that was, so we were talking about earlier, like Kasim says. It'll actually be coming out after this because we're stocking up on episodes for coronavirus. But huh? when you watch a reality show, yeah. you put all two hours into a blender and then a little bit of juice comes out. And that's like the greatest part of the show where you're like, oh, my God, that's the part they show like coming up next this. And you mm. keep waiting to the end of the episode. Right. So if if they did a reality show, Andrea, what do you think would be the thing where everyone would be like, oh, my God. What's your juice? Yeah. I mean, hi. I don't What's know. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know. you said earlier you you react emotionally yeah. sometimes to things, right? Like, is it? Just... No, I mean, I think we all do. Yeah, I mean, I think you people know. would be surprised how funny you are. Am I funny? Yeah, I no, you're definitely so. funny. No, you are. I'm not really. They'd probably be surprised I mean, how hot she I'm, used to be like... too, right? <laughs> <laughs> your dirty sense of humor. <laughs> I'm filthy, like my dad. Yeah, and my mom. Yeah. But, uh, but there's got to be more, like, you know, she has that big house. Sometimes she doesn't leave for weeks. She's playing gongs in there. Like, there's crazy <laughs> shit going on. We, we got to, you got to let people know. Like, it's actually would... not that interesting. Really? Well, you're yeah. probably just used to it. It's like a scab, right? <laughs> Where like, somebody's like, oh my God, what happened to you? You're like, ah, it's been there forever. It's like if you saw us the way we sat around and hung out most days, it's I'm a mom. pretty boring. My life the is The kids being are, a are mom. the awesome part. And Monkey, the old lady. Yeah, Dre's not the awesome part. <laughs> well, maybe maybe that would be maybe that would be the great part of explain Monkey. Oh, you explain Monkey. <laughs> She's the well. Greatest. Let's see, we call her Monkey because yes. of her hands. Yeah, because they're like they're like shaped like this, right? <laughs> and she has long knuckles, mm -hmm. and she's like a fucking monkey. She mm -hmm. Drag her little fucking. But knuckles who is on she to floor. you? We're talking she about was... a human being. <laughs> yes, yes, she is. Monkey was my nanny growing up. Oh, she um she raised me for the most part completely, yeah, all the way, hundred percent, yeah. And then when I was twenty one, she was on vacation in Florida. This is when I when I was in the when I was in the old rehab. Mm. Um, and then she had a heart attack on the airplane on the way home, and they said that she needed a heart transplant. So they took and you her. gave her your heart. That's why you're such a bitch. Yeah, I gave her half my heart. Like Cold-hearted cunt. Um, she has a monkey's heart. <laughs> no. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so when she was yeah, so she had this heart transplant in Florida. She couldn't come back to the United States. United States from Florida. <laughs> no, that's, no, that works. She couldn't, she couldn't come back from Cuba. Yeah. Until until she had her heart transplant. Um. Once she had the heart transplant, she did not want to go back to her family in Florida. The, her niece was taking her social security checks. She was not letting her sew. She was making her bathe twice a day. At my house, she knew she could bathe twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was living with, uh, with, with Mike, my boyfriend at the time, and my roommate, Eric. And I was driving Monkey back to the airport because we flew her into New York to go to my grandmother's 80th birthday after her heart transplant. And we were taking her back to the airport to go back to her family. And she started crying in the car, saying, No quiero regresar ahí, no quiero ir. Um, that means I don't want to go. I, want, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know where to go. And I looked at her and I was like, Oh my God, I can't send her back on that fucking airplane. What yeah. I can't let her go back. So I called my, I, we had no, didn't have cell phones yet, but I stopped off at my dad's store and I called my roommates and I was like, how do you guys feel about a little old lady coming to live with us? <laughs> and then me and my boyfriend moved into our living room, and we slept in the living room for the next. I I slept in that living room until the apartment burned down. Yeah, 
So she had the bedroom. Yep. That was it. Wow. That's so nice. So 21. Anyway, and the little old lady. She's the most entertaining person in the house, besides the kids. So she's been living with you for over <laughs> 20 years. Yeah. My whole, more than that. Right. Well, over my 20 years. Life. Yeah. My oh, but whole you, yeah. life. Right. But but yeah. you moved her in with you outside right. of your family. Yes. For over t- and then how did you make the move? Like when you first decided to go from New York to LA, you just said, Hey, come on, we're going to LA. And she's like, She okay. came everywhere we went. Yeah, she goes everywhere. She lived on the tour bus when she, when we yeah. were when Shooter was <laughs> starting out. We go to clubs and go see bands and like, come on, monkey. And she's Monkey's like walking coming. in with her fucking cane, <laughs> walking everywhere. into the club. She how goes old everywhere. Eighty four. Is she eighty four, eighty six? I don't know. She's born at thirty five. I mean, that would be probably the juice so of reality show, right? No? Yeah, just sounds like that's a she, star. You know what? We yeah, did, she's, we incubated Oh, and she one. talks so much shit about everybody. Everyone. And she, really? and she only speaks Spanish. You were raised speaking Spanish. Shit she talker. speaks Spanish. She must well. love your kids so much, right? Oh, my it's God. Everything. like a ridiculous amount. It's everything for everything. her. Yeah. Blackjack, especially right yeah. now. I mean, in your bonito. Because he looks just like me as a baby. Yeah. Whatever he does. Doesn't matter how bad he's being. I mean, in your bonito. Babosa. So what what is your most memorable Soprano story when you talk about Sopranos? Ooh, that's a good question. It was definitely a moment that I was in, right? (laughs) I mean, it had to be. Yeah, because she was only there for one season while you were working. But sure, it was probably (laughs) all about you. No, two seasons. I was there four and five, and then I went back for 6B. The bonus. I feel like you were there from the first day till the last day. Just so you know, I I swear it makes no sense. Yeah. So what's what's like when you're sitting around a bar and people, if someone's like, "Oh, you worked on Sopranos," is there? There's not like a story that you have that you go to. Well, there's yeah. mm, I mean, I mostly just talk about how it was a big family and how much it was the best job ever, and it changed my life for so many reasons. Mostly because of the people that I met and connected with, and just yeah, my. I mean, even from like, you know, it's where I met Kristen and Michael yeah. DeCasper and, you know, Genevieve. kind of everybody, you know, yeah. it really, really changed my life, like my career. You met life Kristen personally. on that show? Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, it really changed my life. Not Nancy. No. No, I brought Nancy on. Oh, okay. Um, but this I'm is the crew, to, guys. We were having yeah, like we're major talking about crew like our friends, talk here. We all. The people yeah. who um, ran the entire gig. Yeah. I would say... I think one of the you you uh, had fun in Vegas. I I can't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, she, she was just, she was just about to have I, one that she I was can't, just about to say. But I can't talk about. And I can't I can't say no. I can't say. Yeah, when we went to Vegas, because Jim would, you know, a lot of times they don't take the PA. So, but Jim would be like, "Well, you go where I go." Yeah, and I'm like, no, "Okay," yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So we we're going to Vegas, and that was a whole thing. And they gave him like this. I think it was when the Caesars Palace had just opened, like the all suites, like building or something. I don't know, but they're like, Jim needs this, blah blah. blah. And I'm like, oh. and I'm all upset because I'm like, I want to go party, you know. I'm like, I want to hang out. It's like our day off, you know. And they're like, Jim wants you to come. I'm like, oh, so I'm all upset. I go up to his fucking hotel room and he's like, get in here. He's like, look at this place. It's fucking <laughs> incredible. <laughs> he's like, so he's like a little kid and he's showing me around. And I just remember, like, even him being, like, like a little kid, like, at that point. He's, like, at the height of the show, yeah. right? Yeah. And he was all excited and, like, can you be- – and, and embarrassed, kind of. He's like, can you believe they gave me this place? I have a butler. There's, like, a putting <laughs> green. It's, like, a 360. I'm like, we have to have a party. Yeah. I'm like, we have to have a party. And he was like, you think? I'm like, for sure. He's like, all right, well, if you plan it. He was like, you get – I'm like, done. So I planned this huge fucking party in that the hotel room. room. <laughs> in Jim's room, and that was our um, Vegas rap party, and it's probably hands down to this day one of the best parties we ever had. Yeah, and it was like there was only I would say maybe fifteen people from the New York crew, like the department heads, but like Kristen was there and Jeff and Nancy and Genevieve. You know, like we we threw down. That that was definitely as far as a partying highlight. goes. Where does our crew rank of oh, the crews that you've all had? time? Yeah, I mean, this, that's what I, that's all I care about. Do you remember the softball games? I feel like you. No, I would be sleeping. That shit would be early in the day. Oh my god, we, we, our crew we started a softball team. Than the Joey crew. Yeah, but like in a that different was way, psycho. But that, but that was like, you know, they. I feel like that was like more contained, and like, 
Because it was all happening in a dressing room. <laughs> like we did shit everywhere. There was like another time That's where true. we shot. That's true. Um, we were all over the place. At the orchard where Christopher and Tony were like, he was driving the backhoe and they were digging up a body or something. <laughs> and we partied at this fucking hotel there. And I made friends with like two old ladies who ran the karaoke machine. And I basically pimped out Jim, Michael and Steve Buscemi. And was like, got them to sign shit and do shit. So that the ladies would a bring the karaoke machine every night for us. Uh, right. And yeah. B leave the bar open like later. Yeah. Were then they were supposed to park. No, but that was, that was a sick one that I got some Michael Imperioli. I did some karaoke and I have some sick pictures from that. Like that was fun. That was good. That was a good time. Because <laughs> I don't care about when you talk about like, well, it's, I don't know. There's just, when I hear that we were the best, like when it comes to partying, it, that's the pride. You <laughs> that's, know? Your pride. That's, that's where it's like, yeah, hey, you know what? Yeah. Fucking were. Yeah. We were good at that. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we partied oh on God. set. We partied though. I mean, we everywhere. Were part, if there was a dinner party, we yeah. were drinking at the dinner party. Yeah. yeah. A lot, but you know what? You know what's crazy is I couldn't. Like, I, even when I got older, I would never drink on set because I would turn bright red because right. I'm fucking Irish and right. whatever. But it's like, <laughs> there were times where we would have like a wedding scene and there would be, you know, a hundred tables. It was like, okay, I'm in the background. I could fucking have a little fun here. I could. Right. But uh, yeah, when we would do dinner scenes and people would drink, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Because I would. My like first three drinks, I turn bright red. Right. And I start like, it's very clear something's going yeah. on, you know? McCheeks over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the best was in the dinner scenes where they're like fucking eating all the food in rehearsal. Always. Yeah. And it was and always I, delicious. Be like, guys, we need the food for what we're shooting. Yeah. Like, and we're going to fucking... do a hundred takes. Yeah. yeah. Not us animals. Yeah. That's going to be good for the rewatch podcast. Try and find Robbie drunk in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Robbie? It yeah. shouldn't be. Uh... Were you there for the scene that, um, you know, when I did the, the, the Pada Bing podcast, you, did you do that one? Yeah, yeah. He's great. Okay. He asked me about the scene where I think it was the one where Livia died or something. The one where we're all sitting around. I remember a staircase that. staircase. And then somebody comes down the staircase and then goes back up. The the Vic guy asked me if I knew who that character was that goes up and down the stairs. Were you there for the shooting, the filming of that scene? Because I don't remember. A I lot was of there. Stuff. Livia was gone by the time I got there, so I wasn't there for any of that stuff. What do you know? What scene I'm talking about? I do remember because I remember there was like a. It was rare that we all worked together. Everybody you know? was right. there. We were all together. I do remember that, but I have no idea who any characters were, so I wouldn't know who, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, I, I didn't know any of that either, but what <clears throat> my point is, is that we were all sitting, um, Christopher and I were supposed to be stoned mm. in the scene. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> so we thought that we should smoke weed. Oh, boy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. You weren't there for that? No. We got so fucking paranoid. <laughs> We lost. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, I know that I was. I'd love to ask Michael because I'm. Not, I don't know if I'm remembering things accurately. That's why I was wondering if you were there right. or if you were there. And I, know I was there, but I don't remember. They put red eyeliner in our eyes so that we would look stoned. And finally, I was just like, like, I don't need that shit. <laughs> Let's just get stoned. Yeah, you know. Last time I ever fucking smoked pot on set. <laughs> you just couldn't handle what ended up happening yeah did I don't know forget? I wanted to ask somebody if they did you knew. have lines that you couldn't remember well, you blacked out from weed or you just don't remember I don't I w we were hysterical you were in a paranoid blackout I need to watch the scene again <laughs> I think if I watch the scene it might come I'll back to you for yeah this done... rewatch podcast is actually yeah. a very good idea for yeah. a lot of reasons for yeah, someone exactly. who does so much drugs you sound like a real lightweight it's like you're always blacking I don't out I you don't remember shit I don't do anything like back in the day you talk about you got sent off to rehab and all this shit that's when I was a baby that's what I'm talking about yeah What's the name of the podcast again? Um, Made Women. M Made Women. Made Women. Made Women. Um, and where do we find that uh, to download? Oh, fuck. I don't know. The I know where because I heard <laughs> yeah, it let's yesterday. Plug it cause cause we're you they remember asked, it? So here, yeah, of course. It's Madewomen.co slash. No, that's ridiculous. You go fuck? where you get Apple Podcasts. Just, they know people that podcast. Made women. They gave Drea <laughs> a piece of paper like this to read it, and she was like, Thank you for listening to what? What is this again? What am I like? Had no idea that anything going on. And then finally, she goes www forward slash for. I'm like, oh my god, this somebody's got to help you out, kid. You tip. People are very smart, and the other. Let me tell you something. When somebody's already listened to your podcast and made it to the end, you telling them where to listen to it <laughs> doesn't exactly have to be the most specific thing in the world because they've already figured it out. You're listening. Is, is that me or the producer? Well, it's you not knowing what to tell the producer. If you watch and or listen this podcast, 
this podcast goes up the same day as your episode with yeah. Robert. No, no, oh. no. Your first episode of your podcast is dropping the same day as this podcast is. Oh. Mm-hmm. So we're oh, letting wow. everyone know. Go nice. over. Go listen over to me. Switch over and now. go. Made Women. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's going to be Search you. Search iTunes or where you get your podcasts. Watching me Sopranos. And, and me and my buddy Chris Kushner watching The Sopranos going through yeah. the entire show as a relate more than a rewatch. And people find you, uh, Dre DeMatteo, on Instagram. Do you want to tell people where to follow you? Fuck no, right? No, I'm private. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy. Follow you. I'm going to follow you right out of the studio. Mm. Super I'm happy that we got to share <laughs> Ginger with the world for a little bit. Because yeah, Ginger, you, you were great. Thanks thank for you. coming. You thank have you, brought you so much me. happiness into my life over no. the years. You know how much I love you. You really have. It's you... like there's so few people that you can see, and it's just like that rush of like Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all just comes right back. And it's yeah. family, and it's Well, that's this. how I feel with all you guys. You and Jamie, especially because to me, like, you're the babies, the babies right? So you're like my, my little babies. babies. Yeah, and there was so. always like, you know, there's times where for some reason you're running late to set, or whether you're like, I want to smoke a cigarette real quick, or this, mm-hmm. and she would always have your back of like, Yelling over the thing, like letting people know, like, yeah, all right, well, he's taking a piss, okay? And I'm standing there fucking smoking a cigarette, like, thanks, Ginge, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just risking it all for us. All the years of having to deal with PAs in the, in the, in the, like, after the Sopranos, I, they're always pissed off. Annoyed, yeah. making faces, you know, the whole fucking thing. Well, we got lucky we got to work together again on Shades of Blue. Oh, in, like, I a know. whole different capacity. But that was, but yeah, yeah, totally different. She was the boss. Of you know the the boss of the well you weren't PA who was the PA no, was on the second show? AD. I don't even remember who I was might get back show. into acting just so I could work with you again fuck everyone else you should because <laughs> she's gonna be <laughs> UPN <laughs> next I'm gonna do this we're just gonna keep letting this get bigger and then yeah you come back on here and thank you guys for coming on our little thanks, podcast guys. yeah no thanks, thanks for, for having, having me us. that was fun.